0: you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo.
1: Nine minutes after eight. Thank you so much for tuning in. So we are focusing on the South African Revenue Service this morning. So SARS has announced its preliminary tax collection figures, and it says it collected $1.144 for the 2016-2017 financial year. Now, according to the report, the projected revenue had been revised downwards, and that was due to the performance, poor performance of the economy. Uh, SARS Commissioner Tomoyane says that the global economic performance in 2016, uh, did have a negative impact on South Africa, and he cited contributif- uh, contributory factors such as declining consumption levels, strong fluctuations in exchange rates of especially developing countries, and also the declining business confidence as some of the uh, reasons there. And meanwhile, the institution is under investigation by the Office of the Tax Ombud for delays in the repayment of uh, in the payment of refunds. And SARS has welcomed this probe and says that it will cooperate fully. So uh, this morning on the Forum at 8, what we will seek to do is to unpack SARS's preliminary collection results. And we joined for this discussion by uh, Mr. Mark Kingan, who is a group executive for business and individual tax relationship management at SARS. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Mr. Kingan.
2: Good to be with you. And the name's Mark, please.
1: Well, uh, thank you so much, Mark. We'll go by that. So, can we just start, for the benefit of those who uh, may not have uh, heard that particular update yesterday, as to exactly um, uh, what it is that SARS has achieved in this financial year?
2: Okay, I think very importantly, the financial year runs from the 1st of April, uh, in this specific one, the 1st of April 2016, until the 31st of March last Friday and essentially we managed to to reach the target as set by the minister uh, on the 22nd of February of 1.144 uh, a trillion rand in other words 1144 billion rand
1: so uh, looking at that uh, can we also just take a look at how the different tax types performed uh, personal income tax vat corporate tax and the like
2: sure and and uh it's it's been very interesting to look at those figures uh in terms of of uh, the, the revenue but if we look at PRT, which is personal income tax uh that accounted for thirty seven point two percent of our total income uh while that contributed twenty five point two percent uh company income tax uh eighteen point one percent uh customs uh, and excise collections contributed twenty seven uh, uh percent so personal income tax uh was $426 billion, in other words, uh, from people like you and I. Uh, that was the amount that was collected in personal income tax.
1: So um, many people and I look at uh, my uh, feed here and I see the DA also amongst them talking about the reasons uh, for the downward revision in terms of uh, what SARS has collected during 2016-17. Can you talk to us about that and and, and explain to us in perhaps a little more uh, greater detail the reason for that? Well,
2: obviously, and I think one needs to go back as to, to the process, in the budget of each year, the Minister would make an announcement in terms of the expected collections for the year ahead. And those collections uh, are set out in that budget, but then in... in the The october medium term budget statement, having regards to to the economic growth forecasts uh, revenue collection to date, etc, there are various adjustments made and then again, in February at the budget of the of the next year, uh, further adjustments are made and this is not new uh, this has happened before and if you go to previous years and i 'll just go to the previous uh, financial crisis in two thousand and eight, there was a sixty uh, billion rand adjustment. Just to speak to this specific year, the minister last year in February announced uh, 1.175 billion, uh, which in the medium-term budget statement in 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 October last year was 1.152. And then it was finally revised down to 1.144 uh, billion, which uh, was announced on the 22nd of February. So it has regards to to growth. It has regards to uh, a collection specific to to various industries, um, and there's various factors that are taken into account in determining that target.
1: So SARS has now for the second time um, uh, broken through the trillion rand mark for collection. But given what's happening at the moment, uh, we look at the ratings downgrade, uh, we look at uh, the global economic factors. What would be your prediction going forward for the next financial year?
2: (laughs) Well, the the, the minister in his budget speech in in February this year set for the target for the coming year, the 2017-18 financial year. Uh, at uh, $1.266 which is an uplift of of 10.5% over the current year. So that is what we expected to collect. Obviously, uh, there are challenges to reach that. uh, But what we do want to highlight is that we as an organization, the South African Revenue Service, are committed to try and uh, reach that target because that's what we do. Um, Our job is there to, to collect the right amount of tax, uh, and obviously, ensure that government has got its resources we 're going to be putting all our efforts into that, and obviously also seeing if there 's any abuse out there and we we 've spoken extensively in the past year about uh, transfer pricing and base erosion uh, We speak of our debt book, which is 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 um, Quite considerable, over $100 billion, uh, which people owe us. We need to collect on those things to make sure that the state has got the, 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 that um, 1, $1.266 trillion.
1: And what would you say in uh, collecting all of this revenue has been some of the highlights uh, before we go to the challenges that you faced?
2: well i think some of the highlights and it's, it's it obviously there were some let me go down to some of the 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 areas where we saw decline uh, uh import vat declined by 1.3% customs duties by 1.2% uh what was very interesting and and you may recall that the minister announced an adjustment in the dividends tax rate in in february but we saw a huge uplift in terms of declarations of dividends, uh, which yielded a surplus in March of dividends tax withholding tax of $4.4 billion.
1: And uh, the challenges, let's talk about the challenges. Now, uh, we here have also received some complaints from listeners complaining about not receiving their refunds. Uh, what has been the holdup there?
2: Well, you know, we, we, we have been uh, on various channels dealing with the refund, and I think it is true that the, the Ombud has, has um, been engaged to, to in, uh, look at the systemic issues relating to refunds. The, the, and we welcome that because uh, we believe that there's no deliberate um, holding back of refunds uh, that that takes place. Just out of interest, if we look at the refunds paid in the in the previous financial year, we're talking 222.4 billion rands worth of refunds. Uh, of which 23 billion was paid to individuals like you and myself, which is 10.7 percent up on the previous year. While VAT refunds were up by by 8.6 billion, and we paid out 181.4 billion in terms of VAT refunds in the previous financial year.
1: So, what are the systemic challenges? What what, what are some of the hiccups well, there? Well,
2: I think one one needs to go and have a look at the whole process flow. So, if I think you're you're alluding to to VAT, am I correct?
1: I'm alluding to VAT, but also uh, some uh, personal income tax, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, clients have also complained about some sort of hiccup with their returns in it taking longer. And um, sometimes, you know, they they don't even know what the, the wait is all about.
2: Okay, and I think one needs to just go through the process flow in terms of of refunds. Firstly, a person submits an income tax return uh, or income tax return or a VAT return uh, to SARS, which gives certain credits uh, or a debit owed. Those go through what we call our automated risk engine, and risks are identified, and documents need to be submitted in terms of that. Now. There have been complaints, and we acknowledge that that people say, "Well, we then do submit supporting docs mm. uh, to SARS, and SARS loses them." That's one comment that that we hear. People take them to the SARS branch, maybe, and they are not scanned. Uh, and these are things that obviously concern us, and and we take it very seriously, because we are not trying to deliberately hold back on refunds. But there are things like that that we need to get out the system, that they, when a person submits documents, that there's no such thing as documents going missing. But I, I do need to, to state that we do find, and I'll just give you an example, let's run through a life cycle of a VAT return. A VAT return is submitted, credit claimed, we, we then request documents. We give the people 21 days, and often after the 21 days, they still have not submitted the required supporting documents. We thereafter give a further 21 days whereafter we had given them a a telephone call. And in our engagement with, with one of the large practitioner firms... We asked the question is, do the, the firms have the documentation ready for submission to SARS on day one if, if if required? And the fact is, no, they don't. And often they wait till day 21 before they submit it. And that's got an immediate knock-on effect in terms of the delay in refunds. Uh, Thereafter, obviously, if, if a person doesn't submit the supporting docs, uh, we do not allow the input taxes claimed, and that is when we get into a dispute on the, on the matter, and there are some complaints with regards to the timelines to deal with the disputes. So we do have some challenges. We will be the first to acknowledge that, but it's not a deliberate withholding uh, back uh, of refunds, and I think that is what we'd like to emphasise.
1: Well, we're speaking matters uh, SARS related this morning. The South African Revenue Service, and uh, we'll take your calls SMS SMSs to four zero nine three eight charts at one hundred and fifty per SMS. Alternatively, you can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo using the hashtag AM Live. It's twenty minutes after eight.
0: The forum at eight with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
1: Well, we will be taking your calls. Apologies to the ones that uh, we've lost, but uh, let me read a message here from uh, someone uh, calling themselves good enough. And of course it will help if you actually called in, because if Mark has to ask questions or give direction, I can't help you. So for everybody who's sending messages anonymously, I'm not sure how helpful that is right now. Uh, You don't have to give us your name, but at least you can put your case forward. 891 This one says, Hi Sakina. Sars has ignored submissions and Claims um, uh, individuals oh Countless submissions to rectify have fallen on deaf ears. What can I do then after this? And uh, as I say, uh, Mark, I'm not sure how much uh, further you can move that, but uh, seems as, bo- as though there's a bit of frustration here by this particular listener about um, his efforts to try and rectify the situation uh, not being heard by the SARS officials.
2: Let's deal with the issue of what does a person do if they are grieved? I think that's the, the, the key thing we'd like to highlight today. So the person has made some submissions. I'm not sure, obviously, at which step they are because we don't have that detail. Mm. But what do I do if I don't have satisfaction? If I'm visiting a SARS branch, we have got no objection to you asking to speak to the, the supervisor at the SARS branch to engage them. The 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 key aspect that we'd like to highlight, if you've gone through due process and you just get repeated uh, snubs or that a person is not coming right with the, the answer, that we have got we talk about is the complaint system. And both on e-filing at a SARS branch or at our contact centers, you can ask to lodge a complaint that goes to a totally different team uh, to, to the normal team and you can lodge a complaint and that complaint then gets uh, considered by the team and escalated. Now very importantly uh, Sakino, in terms of if if that also fails what is the next step? And the next step is the tax ombud and we have no objection to people approaching the tax ombud because that is the purpose that has been put in legislation to deal with those escalations. So Our appeal to people uh, such as this uh, I think he references himself as good enough uh, is, is to please follow those processes. Uh, we do apologize if there's a runaround in terms of matters. I think what I do want to highlight, Sakina, and, and I, I suspect that this person may be at the dispute stage and is trying to lodge an objection, uh, and for some reason or other the objection is being regarded as invalid. I would urge that they, they maybe visit our SARS branch and and try and get assistance to get it right and, and make sure that the, the process uh, flows from there.
1: All right, let's take a few calls, 891 Philip in Pretoria, good morning to you.
3: Good morning, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, my uh, issue around the, the SARS, especially responding to um, what you call complaints, I had an issue, at uh, it was 2014, and I had to run around from one area to the other because in some other areas, like in Thandertone, where I was told to go to, they didn't have all the facilities to assist me with my claim on SARS, and I ended up at Waterproof, whereby I was sent from pillar to post. The person that I actually spoke to at SARS at the... Hartz-Fontaine said to me um, I must send them the, the email and I actually had the email address for that person and uh, every time I sent the email there was no response and my issue ended up with the waterproof and in the meantime they were busy deducting money from my salary, even though there was a letter from the commissioner that it was wrongly uh, what you call deducted and we had to take the matter the to the ombudsman, who basically resolved the, the matter after something like uh, two years. So that was a very, very uh, and I hope that it have decided to resolve the type of engagement with people and resolving these issues because they impact lies on us and at the end of the day, when when you go back and resolve your issue you've got nothing but you've lost I actually at that time lost a uh, uh, what you call the uh, school fees that i had to pay for my children because i didn't have enough money to do that i had to go around borrowing but when the issue was resolved i had to start afresh. i'm actually busy now paying the debts that i incurred during that process while i was dealing with fast it's very very frustrating okay. that's what i wanted to
1: say
3: thank Sakina. you so much
1: philip
2: you know, there's absolutely no requirement for Philip to have been running around, and it's unacceptable. And, Philip, we, on behalf of SAS, I'd like to apologize to you uh, for shunting you around, because each of our SAS branches has got the ability to to deal with the complaints end-to-end. there would be no requirement for you to be referred uh, to our head office um, uh, w- which is in Pretoria. So, uh, Philip, there's, uh, I, I trust the matter is resolved. Now, if not, um, please give your details to the producer and we can try and see if, it, uh, if there's anything more we can do. But, Sakina, obviously th- this is the type of thing we don't want people to be shunted from pillar to post. We want people to be uh, dealt with in a professional manner uh, and dealt with uh, properly. We need to just remember we are dealing with millions and millions of transactions. I forget the total amount, but... Uh, If we take all our transactions that we're dealing with There's probably over 20 or 30 million uh, transactions in a year If we take all our tax types into account There are bound to be complaints The issue is how do we handle those complaints And how do we deal with escalation, Sakina And what Philip went through is unacceptable
1: Well, let's hear from Dimeni and Mtata Good morning Hello, hello Welcome, (laughs) Dimeni
4: Good morning, Sakina Good
1: morning. Hello. Oh, yes, indeed, we are listening to you.
4: Yes, Satina, just briefly, I am really, I'm immensely very by the way SARS are exploiting the retired nurses here in Tata. Several months, although these nurses during their retirement, they submitted all their, tax, their income tax numbers for Tax assessment when they retired and the tax was deducted, but I find that several, including my wife, several months after their retirement, uh, Sars claim is claiming amount. I mean, SAS says they are always huge and um, hefty amounts of money. For example, they say my wife owes them sixty-three, the 63,000 rand. And so, I read that, that is really incomprehensible to me. And then, as a layman, I do suspect that there, there must be some shenanigans going on there in South. Since they have always been in the headlines... In the news headlines for all the wrong reasons. Thank you very much, and so much that. Thank you very much, Sakina. I am going to take my case with the tax ombuds. The case of my wife with the tax ombudsman because these nurses are hopeless now. They are they, 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 they are just flustered. They don't know what to do because us now is deducting hefty amounts of money from their pensions. Thank you, Sakina. Mm.
1: Thank you so much, Indimani, yes, uh, so for nice. raising that with us. With um uh, Mark.
2: Can I I speak to the issue? Obviously, we don't have sufficient facts uh, to understand where the debt comes from. Um, One of the areas where we do pick up that people do owe certain amounts where they don't expect it. And let me explain it like this. Let's say myself, uh, I'm I'm employed and uh, my wife is employed. And one of us passes away. And the pension from the one goes to the other person. So now the person has got a salary as well as a pension income from the deceased spouse. And what happens then? Obviously the two amounts are added together and that puts you in a higher tax bracket because in South Africa we work on what a, we call a progressive tax system that the more you earn, the higher the tax rate. So both employers don't know about the other, the one being the pension, the one being the salary. And therefore they are deducting too little tax at the time of pay as you earn when they're added together it is a higher amount due on assessment, and I suspect uh, although I cannot be certain that this is the case in 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 such in such a such a situation. We have issued explanation notes relating to this, uh, and our branches should be able to assist the clients to to resolve it but you know as i've as, as I've said Mr. Dominicant can, can uh, definitely go to the ombud i've got no problem with that if he's still on the line and and he would like us to look at it, he can leave his details with the producer. Uh, Sakina and we can have a look at it specifically mm. uh, but you know though, that's the only thing I don't have sufficient facts to go beyond that the point is that our local branch should be able to assist people to understand the reason uh, for the difference it's your favorite
0: time of the morning the forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo favorite time of the morning on AM live
1: and thank you so much uh, for tuning in. This morning we are unpacking um, situations related to the South African Revenue Service, uh, looking of course at the preliminary correction re- uh, collection results and also taking your questions around um, matters that you may have that are unresolved with the South African Revenue Service. And our guest this morning is Mr. Mark Kingan. He is Group Executive for Business and Individual Tax Relationship Management at the South African Revenue Service. So Mark, just before the break. Um, in response to Tata uh, Dimeni. Um, I was asking you about whose responsibility is it uh, to make sure that people are actually paying um, according to the correct bracket that they fall in?
2: Okay, very importantly, and it's a very good question, Sakina, and thank you for, for putting it so, uh, in that way. Essentially, it is the individual taxpayer's accountability. So, let me give it an example. If my employer holds back money, he's got a responsibility to do that. The accuracy would generally be very good with regards to that employer. But if I've got other income, for instance, another salary, another pension, or interest income, or I've got a little business, etc., that I may run, it it obviously resorts to that individual person to pay the final amount on assessment. So even if I've got two uh, uh, incomes, or... I, I get other sources of income like interest and, and business tax. It remains my individual responsibility to ensure the rightful taxes are paid. Uh, it does not uh, go back to the employer for for not uh, withholding the correct amount. It, mm. re, it resides with you individually.
1: In that regard, then, shouldn't there be more um, educational uh, w- workshops and drives aimed at actually educating the public about this?
2: Well, <laughs> Uh, you know, I've, I've been here a number of years and we, we have really upped and, and we've got a whole team dealing with what we call outreach, reaching out into communities uh, that resorts under our branch operations. And they do workshops and training sessions around the country, country uh, the whole year round, 12 months of the year that they are going around the country doing training. Now, obviously, it, it goes far deeper than that. And there is definitely a need, and we've been talking about it for a while that tax becomes a course at schools. That people get a full understanding from from the basics of taxation. What does it mean to me and you, uh, in terms of of of, of uh, my obligations? And we need to to instil that. We can always do more. I won't say we're doing enough, but we are doing something.
1: All right. We'll take more calls. Oh uh, eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Uh, let's start with Colin in Cape Town. Good morning, Colin. Uh,
5: good morning, Jacinta. Good morning to your guest, Mark good morning um the tax problem sometimes is also uh, a a problem with the employer if they don't do the tax right and when you retire i I worked for 45 years and uh hr when i retired they did my tax and you know something i'm retired now eight years and i've never ever heard from SARS that i owed him a or or they owed me because HR did a fantastic job. So it's up to the employers also to see that the tax is done properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there are so many people, so many people that get uh, go on pension and they owe 6,000, like a one-caller's wife. That is to do, the problem is there, the HR, they didn't do the calculations properly. And if you can afford it, if you can afford it, uh, you notice know. How much tax you go? You're going to get back returns. I would rather suggest, like I do, like I do every year, I get a tax physician, and it cost me 240 rand, and I've got no drug no problem, and I've got my tax return within a month, and I just leave it to experts. So I advise people if they can afford it, rather pay the 240 rand or or 300 rand and give it to a tax physician and let him do all the teaching and worrying and problems. Okay.
1: Thank you, Sakina. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Colin.
2: Uh, and Colin Colin raises an interesting thing, uh, Sakina, the issue of retirement. Uh, and obviously there's directives that are submitted. So when mm. I retire, I might get a lump sum. Uh, it is not always possible that that directive be 100% accurate um, because there's there's other factors outside the scope of knowledge at that point in time. Uh, so there can be a shortfall or a surplus. So in many cases there's a surplus. That's why we have, uh, we have all the refunds in terms of, of individual tax is You can never be 100% accurate at data of withholding by the employer. That's why everything rests back to you submitting the tax return at the end of the day. Um, Just to bear that in mind, uh, I trust that we we, we do offer a good service at our branch offices, and and many people utilize that. I think it was over a million in the last year. Uh, I don't think many people can afford two or 300 grand. Obviously, it depends on your position. I would hope that SARS can offer that service at a branch as well.
1: Well, uh, let's take more calls. Alan is in Durban. Hello, Alan.
5: Uh, good morning, Sakina. Um, I have a quick question there for the gentleman. Um, our suppliers—we are—we are a manufacturer in Durban. Uh, our suppliers sometimes submit handwritten invoices. Are those valid, or do they have to be a computer-generated invoice for us to recover our that?
2: Well, there, there are certain requirements, Sakina, with regards to to to, to an invoice. And I wonder if, if 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 Alan's details could just be given, and I'll give them uh, specifically through to him. But just for your listeners' sake, mm-hmm. an invoice uh, has to uh, comply with the requirements of being a tax invoice. Um, and the, as I have it, and I might be 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 erroneous, but there, there there's no reason why it, it can't be a handwritten invoice. There's absolutely no reason. The key issues is does it comply with the requirements of a tax invoice in the tax legislation? What are and those it requirements? Must, it, it, The basic one, and I haven't got my legislation with me, so I would have read it to you, but the basic one is that it needs the name and address of the the person you're purchasing from, and obviously the VAT number needs to be reflected on that invoice. The VAT needs to be specifically referenced as well, uh, and there's a couple of other uh, minor ones, uh, Sakina, which I don't have with me at the moment.
1: And uh, just before I go to the next caller, um, Alan, are you still there? Have we lost Alan? Okay, we've lost Alan, uh, but uh, we have his number, so we'll follow up on that. And more then, than
2: happy to get somebody just from our Durban area just to chat to Alan and help him along the way.
1: Fantastic. And then let me just uh, throw in this question here from uh, Neo Didi Mutaung, who asks, um, are there any uh, plans to tax foreign-owned businesses which are seemingly operating on an informal basis?
2: Very importantly, all people conducting a trade in South Africa are subject to tax, whether they are foreign nationals, local people, if they're illegally here or not illegally here. They are required to pay tax, so the issue is is are they paying tax and I can assure you one of my my colleagues is specifically focusing to ensure that they come on register and pay their rightful portion of taxation uh, and and there 's no such thing as them being exempt from tax. And it is our desire to ensure that everybody be on our register. So I think very important to that. The second thing I wanted to just highlight, Sakino, all these people who may have um, shops are purchasing their goods and are paying VAT at that point in time. In other words, they might go to Macro and buy in bulk or one of the other cash-and-carry um, uh, stores. Mm. And they would pay VAT at that point. To say they're not paying tax is actually probably incorrect. Even my child who buys a pack of sweets is paying tax in some form or another because they're paying VAT.
1: All right. Uh, let's hear from James in Cape Town. Morning, James.
3: Hi, good morning, so Sakena and
2: Good morning, James.
3: Uh, yes, I would like to know how to uh, collect collector. Um, tax on the taxi industry. My first question, and the, <laughs> up, and the other, the other one is um, the the drug lords that buy houses at at at, at, at auctions. How do they, how do you get a, get him a, a tax clearance <laughs> certificate? Because this guy is just buying houses in getting away with blue murder.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Thank so Thanks, James.
2: Well, uh, James, uh, you know, James, I've always said, and, and uh, some of my colleagues don't agree with me, but if even if a, a drug lord wants to pay taxes, I'll take the money. Um, I've got no problem with taking that money as, as long as, as we, we get the rightful tax paid. But being more serious, in terms of the taxi industry, we have many, many taxis paying taxes. There are many, many taxes, uh, taxis also who are operating as one-man uh, bands. They should be registered for tax, but with respect, many of them are, are 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 probably below the tax threshold. We are talking of taxi operators, and we have got many on register. And we are working with the, the various taxi associations to ensure that they do come on board. There are meetings at the highest level in SARS with them, uh, to ensure that they are compliant with, with, with the tax laws, uh, tax laws of the country. With regards to, to drugs and other illegal trades, obviously there is also an obligation to, to, to pay tax, even if it is an illegal activity. Um, but obviously, if, if people are conducting activities like that, it's very unlikely that they would be complying with the lord how they get a tax certificate that would we'd require specific examples to investigate um but you know a person can still be reflected as being compliant but is undergoing certain other underhand trade which SARS may not even be aware of at the point of issuing that certificate uh, it's it but it is an area that needs more attention we would agree
1: all right. Uh, let's hear from Yaj. Also in Cape Town. Cape Town very active this morning. Hi, Yaj. Hi,
6: morning, Sakina. You know, we kept. We are always told that you know the only certainties in life is death and taxes. But I want to question this whole income tax uh, policy, which only came into existence in 1914 in this country. Number two, it's a very, you know, it's not very cost. Uh, efficient in terms of collecting taxes there's a you know elaborate tax avoidance schemes you know that to transfer pricing companies use the scheme to avoid taxes and so on we are taxing the wrong things we should be taxing ha- speculation and we can do that through a financial transaction tax which is a very small levy on all financial transactions and there's legislation in place in europe even in Canada to implement such a tax and secondly we need to tax land on the on the value of its land and we don't and with those two taxes we could essentially do away with income tax and vat and it will be it will be progressive be much more uh, cost effective to implement and it will be uh, a major positive effects for the economy in terms of economic development and growth, uh, job creation, etc.
1: Thank you so much, Yaj, for raising that. Uh, Mike is also in Cape Town. Good morning, uh, Mike.
0: Hi, uh, Sakina, I'm actually in the Southern Cape, and I wanted just to say two things. First of all, to Mark, that the George office is wonderfully well run. It is so efficient and so helpful. Um, My second point is one of criticism. I... Last year when I put my tax return in, I had all sorts of problems using the e-filing system. And I did in fact report them and I kept on and on trying to get some resolution and in the end I just gave up. One of the problems is that the e-filing system will only work with um, Internet Explorer. You can't use things like Firefox and that sort of thing. And there are lots of details which I would be very happy to give, Mark, but some... Um, I could, in fact, give him a case reference and that sort of thing. I can give him my tax reference number.
1: Okay. We'll take that off air, Mike, so don't put the phone down. I'm going to put but, you back to the uh, production team. Thanks. Kino, I
2: think that maybe just very importantly, uh, our George office is, is one of our newest offices. We've just rolled it out. Uh, with regards to what Mike is saying, and there are people who have challenges with what we call Safari or uh, Firefox or Chrome. Yeah, let me just or,
1: throw this one in from at Al on Twitter, who says, uh, can you ask SARS guests to please sim- uh, simplify the uh, filing system? Flash Player just doesn't seem to work properly on MacBook systems as well.
2: 100%, and, and we are. In fact, this year we, we plan to be rolling out, if all goes well. Uh, what we call HTML5. I don't want to go into the technicalities, Sakina, but will essentially allow you to submit the return. It's 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 a it's a common format that will be applicable across the board, and so if that would deal with both Mike's and and uh, this other gentleman, Almanacus, who's just written in now. So those the, the, we are dealing with that and we are wanting to improve the e-filing system to streamline it a lot. Uh, just by the way, I can get at home, I do get um, on Firefox and on Chrome, I can get uh, the, the e-filing system to work. It has to do with the settings within those devices, uh, but Mike we understand the frustration and we hope to fix that uh, going forward with HTML5 rolling out for the submission of tax returns this year. Just with regards to, to, to the issue of transaction taxes and the like which which was referenced uh, by the previous caller, we do want to to, to to recommend that people in that regard address those to the National Treasury. Source is the implementer of tax policy, not the, the designer of tax policy. Mm. So we, we, that is a tax policy issue with regards to how the tax system is set up, um, and we understand that there may or may not be better ways of doing it. Uh, Sakina, I wonder if I could just also address the issue of the tax invoice, just go back to yes, that very yes, quickly. Please. One of the requirements is in terms of the law is that when the invoice is for above five thousand Rand, it must reflect the name and the address and, and VAT registration number of both the supplier and the and the recipient of the supply. Very importantly, I uh, just wanted to highlight that for your listeners.
1: And uh, before I get back to the calls, just a quick one here from uh, Chico Sira who wants to know, uh, my sister owes thou- uh, thousands to SARS due to fraudulent e-filing. Um, what does she need to do? Because it seems as though there was a bit of a back and forth and they failing to resolve this particular matter.
2: I would take it and and one would uh, I would love to be able to engage directly on this one, but essentially what happened is somebody would appears to have hijacked the profile or done something to 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 submit a false return on her profile. Uh, and she's sitting with a liability as a result. Uh, we have a specific designated process in that regard. I would urge that she goes to the local source branch. If that is not successful, uh, please submit a complaint in terms of our complaint system that's available at our branch or contact centre or on e-filing. Uh, there is a specific process to deal with those debts, which uh, she did not. Uh, she was not party to a fraud.
1: All right. Um, then, uh, Chikoshi, if that doesn't help, uh, please let me know before the end of the show so I can find a way forward for you. Let's go back to the lines, 891 104208. We're talking about SARS-related matters this morning. Sebastian is calling from Cape Town. Morning. Good morning
7: to you and your uh, contributor. Um, I've come across a number of defects, and I just want to run through as many as you have time for, um, in the SAR system which if remedy could possibly help taxpayers in my opinion. Number one is that there's no uh, facility to provide any explanations uh, or additional information on the tax return form. So if you you have a slightly complicated situation um, you you have to then go and sort it out out down the road whereas if you could give an explanation up front it might save everyone a lot of work. the other is that certain forms aren't even uh, accessible uh, via the call centre. For, for example, a notice of dispute, you actually have to go into a branch to do it. This is not right. Uh, you waste a lot of time going into branches to do things. Everything should be accessible on the, on the website and, not, um, and the other things as well. Uh, if you come to the tax ombuds, uh, they won't act while on an objection or appeal is in process. Now, appeal can be a long time. Um, and between the receiving an assessment and then having to lodge an objection, there's a very limited time frame. And the same between uh, getting an objection declined and then you have to lodge an appeal, there's a limited time frame. So there's not enough time for the tax ombuds actually to act within those uh, windows. And then once an appeal go, starts, uh, then they uh, can't act um, okay there, there are there are other um, the if you go to the tax uh, return form where you have rp5 income uh, already pre-populated, if it relates to your business activity and you trading um that, that RP for, uh, five income should also go into that section, but <clears throat> both the call centre and uh, counter agents have said that there's a danger of double counting if you do that. But then, if you don't uh, put, put it again for a second time into the business and trading section, but if you uh, a person who followed that advice and just left it in the RP section has had trouble this year. Um, with the assessor not properly looking at his tax situation. So that's something that needs to be sorted out.
1: Um, okay. Tell you what, Sebastian, why don't you send us an email and we'll forward it to Mark, um, you know, with all mm. the suggestions that you have <laughs> in this regard. Well, yes, just one we can...
7: thing, the Complaints Management Office doesn't have a contact email. You can only get hold of them by phone, and they won't give you an email if you want to lodge a complaint via that. Uh, that's another thing that should be sorted out. Okay. Mm.
1: But please want... send uh, th- that email to sakina at safm.co.za, and we'll forward it to Mark. Uh, thanks, mm. Sebastian.
2: Sakina, I wonder if I could just comment on a couple of things. And I I would presume from the information that Sebastian must be a practitioner. Uh, But in terms of explanations allowed, in in 2008, when we rolled out the new uh, process with tax returns, um, we took a conscious call to do away with any explanations and supporting documentation. Uh, And that was a decision taken at that point in time which we review annually and we will look at it again. I understand his concern not being able to give explanations. With regards to the objection form not being available on on the website, it is available on e-filing and I think it's very important that the objection form can be submitted at a SARS branch or on e-filing. We do not provide a blank form on the website anymore. Uh, as the majority of people are utilizing those other two channels. Um, uh, just to note that. But obviously we can talk about the rest, but the rest gets into a lot of technical, which won't be in the interest of your broader listeners. Uh, But I do appreciate the input from Sebastian.
1: Mm. Quick uh, messages. Lionel Swartz says, SARS is messing us about. I just disputed my disputes dispute. I'm claiming uh, in excess of 300,000 rand, and they are digging in. And then um, one also here about disputes from uh, Mr. uh, Mr. Shalugza, who says SARS can Sultan forced me to appeal uh, 90 days instead of a 60-day dispute after I had told her that I was there to dispute. Do people have any recourse in that regard? Well,
2: the the issue of disputes is something that we we, we engage in quite uh, uh, considerably at at the moment. Uh, And... They have got recourse to the complaint system. I, I don't quite understand uh, I, both of them. If 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 you have the details and they're happy that you shared with me, we would be happy to engage them. It's insufficient information, specifically Lionel Swan, Swan, uh to to be able to comment. I hear there is a problem uh, that he is saying. But if you are disputing, there's a the steps are very clear in terms of a notice of objection being filed within thirty days of the assessment. Uh, and appeal thereafter if we disallow the objection. The steps are very clear. There are some challenges in the pipeline, I'll be the first to acknowledge, uh, but we are committed to try and improve that situation and make sure that people's uh, process is seamless with us.
1: Mm. Lala, I'll be with you in just a moment, I just uh, because I've got several people asking about this. Trevor Portrita, Sandile, Kohane. Can you please ask the gentleman, what are the tax implications for retail forex traders who trade in foreign currency?
2: well there, there there are tax consequences and, and Sakina, i don't I'm, i I I would generally know where to go quickly look it up at my office uh, i don't have all the details but if i'm a forex trader and and there are losses or there are profits in terms of that and i'm simply speculating in the market those are taxable um and one needs you are you are conducting a trade
1: Mm. So, so, so maybe one that we should address at greater length for you guys because I see quite a few of you asking about that. But let's hear from Lala and Pulukwane Good morning, Lala. Good morning, you. Well, and you? I'm fine. I just have to say something. Here. Uh, in in the text year, 2016,
8: I had a situation where uh, I was supposed to receive a, a, a refund, and when I was supposed to receive the refund and then uh, they, then I was selected for, for verification, for auditing. Mm-hmm. Then after that, uh, when it took about two weeks for uh, for for my uh, for verification to be completed, but immediately after I received the, the, the message, then I uploaded the document on the internet. Then uh, when I was supposed to receive the refund, then there was this now, another verification for 2015 uh, text year. And I thought they started having some issues with me or they just want to delay my refund because it was quite a lot of money. And then, but I, what I want to say is uh, what I experienced with SARS because I've been undergoing verification for a, almost every day. But there's been a lot, a lot of improvement because it takes roughly less than a week for them to get the verification and research all the documents. So I just want to... So to praise them for, for, for the good work that they are doing, they've improved their system, and then they must just keep that up. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much, Lala.
2: Yeah, and Sakina, just to, to say one thing, and, and he highlights the issue that he's stopped every year. I think one needs to, and your listeners need to be aware, that we, in terms of VAT and on income tax, we are seeing tremendous amount of people trying to commit fraud. And unfortunately, you know, when you've got an automated risk engine, it picks up certain anomalies that it needs to root for a verification. Uh, that's the reality of where we are and we want to, to stop all fraud being committed But in the process we need to understand that some people uh, will also be stopped And, and uh, unfortunately that's that's the reality of the situation
1: Spaziza wants to know, I have a company car, lease car and it's taxed But it's tax is included in my salary tax as well Is that not taxed separately then?
2: No, so he's uh, what I would appear and and depends on on, totally on the facts, but it would appear that he's got a company car and the fringe benefit of that car is taxed on his IRP-5, and uh, it's reflected correctly. If he does certain kilometers or less than certain kilometers, he has got a right to claim, and we'd be happy to help SOFISA at one of our branches. But generally speaking, the employers would, would um, have deducted the correct amount of tax.
1: Let me just end it off with some of the messages coming through Um at SMKize42 says, SK, you've got to be ignorant not to see that all is not well at SARS. I submitted in August, and they keep shifting the goalposts not to pay. Uh, Giggs says, uh, please pass our gratitude to the taxman. I particularly enjoy unpredictable uh, nature of things. One year you owe, the following year you pay. And uh, um, at M. Morocco says, is SARS a glorious organization again? Because in recent history, it was on a downward spiral. Viral at a rapid rate and a uh, few others also talking about what's happening at SARS. So what would be your parting shot to the listeners?
2: We have got a committed staff of over 14,000 people who are trying to do the right thing. Do we always get it right? No. Are we committed to improve? Yes. And we want to do what's right for the country.
1: Well, we're going to leave it there. We'll pass on all those details that we took from you uh, to Mark. And um, Mark, Mark, Can you make any sort of commitment as to when you will give feedback to the listeners?
2: If I get the details, they will at least get a call today, Um, if I get that uh, in the next hour or two. um, We should be able to call them today, if not today, by tomorrow, and we'll definitely try and resolve by the end of the week. Obviously, if there's more complexity relating to the matter, that can take longer, but they will be receiving a call from one of our staff at our head office uh, within the course of the next 24 hours.
1: So thank you so much for that commitment, Mr. Mark Kingen, a Group Executive for Business and Individual Tax Relationship Management at SARS, and we'll definitely pass your uh, details on to him within the next hour.